Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Hey, Jake. Yes, sir. Did you know it is our anniversary month? How long have we been married? (laughs) No, the show. Oh. Yes. Yeah, I did know The that, show's actually. anniversary. We are turning six years old, and to celebrate that- We're going to first grade. We're <laughs> close. We're giving a discount on our Patreon. If you join the year-long subscription to the Patreon, you can get 15% off during the month of May. You can find out everything about our Patreon at patreon.com slash thecritshow, but all tiers for the month of May are 15% off when you sign up for the annual membership. Is that as exciting as first grade? You know, now that I'm kind of remembering back to first grade, that's far better than first grade. Hey, everybody. So before we get into the Q&A for Dungeon World, we just got two quick things we want to do. Uh, first, we're going to announce the winners of the 200K giveaway. We have drawn them at random using a computer science. <laughs> <laughs> Pseudo computer science. I'm just saying we've upgraded. We used to literally draw names out of a beanie. Now it's a computer that does it. It grabs it right out of that beanie. Yep. <laughs> Hello, future. Yes. It's the robot's beanie, too. Like, he's taking it off. <laughs> Put them in here. All right. The winner is... Uh, <laughs> Uh, so the uh, the five winners are Adam Sibold, Ruth Nelson, Jacqueline Gitsis, Mary Margaret Healy, and Rebecca Harvey. So we will be contacting you through email uh, so that we can get your sizes for the shirts and get your addresses to send you the swag you have just won. So congratulations. Woo, congrats. Yay. Uh, and then, of course, we also want to thank all of the patrons who joined us in January. Kate, Selena Aaron, Cassandra Kate, Bobby Silasani. Maybe. Maybe. This, is, <laughs> this comes in like we decided like, oh, we want to read people's first and last names put them on the website because we're starting to get doubles of names the thing i didn't take into account now is i'm probably going to be guessing on a lot of last names <laughs> joe louis hound timothy southern remus sanders tiffany mary margaret megan keck limited int kate and gurky paul parnell master of otter space and clams Stu masterson charles richards and danielle sparks so thanks to all of you for joining us this month if you are a member of our patreon and you have not yet gotten on to the discord server do it Do it now. (laughs) Um, We've had a couple of people who have had issues connecting to the Discord server. If you are someone who has tried to get on and cannot or gives you an error message, send us an email at thecastofthegritshowpodcast.com and we will make sure to get you on there so you can chat with everybody. And on the Patreon, just the other day, we released the three-episode arc of our first story for Tales from the Omniverse, which we play 
Dragon Stew, uh, which is a D&D supplement that is a mashup of Monster Hunter and the Great British Bake Off. So we have some other things lined up for Tales from the Omniverse, including one that actually I forgot to mention last week. We got such a good response from Fate of Cthulhu. We got a hold of Ed. We talked to the people at Evil Hat, and we are going to finish out our Fate of Cthulhu story as one of the Tales from the Omniverse. So if that was a story you really enjoyed, you want to hear how it ends, uh, we will let you know when that one is released. So again, to find information about all of that, you can go to Patreon patreon.com slash the crit show uh, and now we're going to go into the Q&A for Dungeon World I think we're going to do this one a little differently we're going to pass these around uh, we'll let different people ask some of these questions because there are ones targeted at different ones of us whether it's the player or the GM or one player in particular what happened to the goblin that we paid off to run away <laughs> I believe he's the only actual living goblin who became rich because he took that 22 gold and invested <laughs> wisely yeah. uh, and so he uh, started a community, became a well-respected member of uh, the Goblin world, and now he lives the high life. Yeah, he's got a wife. Uh, I can't remember where we talked about this, but we decided that their name was Krim, and that was all from a misspelling on Discord. Uh, one of our Discord members, Kim, uh, had misspelled her <laughs> name, and I was like, Krim, that's a great goblin name. And so, you're a goblin, Kim. Congratulations, <laughs> I guess. Krim the Investor was born. Yeah. Yep. Uh, since the Departed Trio were from such different locales, what was their common thread or bond? How did that group assemble before their unfortunate end? So, really, it was just a group of people who were wanderers and they answered an ad on a bulletin board and then they discovered that they they liked each other's company and so they started to work together uh, and they had been together for a couple of years uh, before their ultimate end so where are walthus and honan's souls they gone <laughs> they, <they're>, yeah <laughs> uh colvars was captured by Eston with one of his traps with the other two uh, just released upon their deaths. Yeah, we assume that. No, I assume. I assume that they went beyond the Black Gate, wherever that may be. That's my guess. What would have happened if TJ had gone the whole way to his dwarf character's home? You know, I feel like a lot of the stuff we can talk about because this door is kind of closed. And so I think that giving any kind of backstory or spoilers for this world doesn't really affect the story from here on out because there's not a chance to do anything about it, really. So, yeah, there was a plot going on there. Banari had a person who had infiltrated the Iron Striders and was trying to see who would fit the criteria for the sacrifice that they needed. So um, I think that if TJ had gone, he probably would have uncovered some of what was going on there uh, and maybe had a chance to save Aaron, who was sacrificed. Dang. Right. Were there any monsters you wanted to use but couldn't find a way to include in the plotline? I did have a stack of um, sea monsters that we never got to. Oh, yeah. It just never kind of clicked right. You know, I've talked before about how... I have a timeline for everything, so the NPCs or the creatures or whatever are doing their things, and I know it's going to take them two days, four days, six hours, whatever, so that when people intersect, it's because those two timelines intersected, so they never kind of crossed paths with where a monster uh, would have been when. Instead, they came across the captured monarchs of the moon instead. So. Oh, right, right, right. What was the thing in the well? No pouting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the thing in the well was a creature from, I believe, Inverse Worlds. And it is exactly what was described as a creature that lives in the well. It's very polite. I believe it in the book it is called The Thing in the Well. And it creates clean water for people. And it's very intelligent. But it keeps its secrets in that if anyone goes down into the well, they don't come back. Ooh. I was I was waiting for you to dive into it as oh a dolphin just God. to see what had happened. <laughs> 
Do you think you all used Spout Lore an appropriate amount of time? Could you have done it more or less often? What kind of effect do you think it would have had? I think we could have stood to roll better <laughs> on it. Yeah. Yeah, I think the, uh, I mean, the amount that we used it, any time that they didn't know and I felt like their character in the world could know, I think it's a great move. I don't feel like I ever had you roll for something that was common knowledge. I don't really have any other frame of reference. It seemed like an appropriate number of times to me, you know, enough to answer questions we didn't know the answer to and enough to establish some lore for the world, but... but sure didn't seem to me like it was like in excess and you know the kind of effect that it would have on the world i mean i talked about this a little bit when we interviewed sage i love that ramification of you know an unfortunate truth like that's my favorite thing probably from this game because suddenly the world changes and becomes a little more dangerous and it doesn't just change in the moment that you're in but it changes globally like oh I've failed spout lore on this troll, and now I know that trolls travel in packs of three. So instead of just one troll, there are now three somewhere around us, and everywhere in the world, a troll gets two buddies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If they try hard enough, can they find a material exit from Esten's hideout? Oh, good question, Rev. No, I don't think so. He basically had it built inside of a little extra dimensional space so that it was the only way he could get in and out. Essentially, it had started that he could get there by a spell that he could cast, um, and then he was able to build it into the portal. So, Okay, so what happens? We take in a pickaxe. We just start chiseling at a wall. We get through the concrete. What transpires? Yeah, it's like void energy. Oh, yeah. okay. So it would was... it be like vacuum? No, it's just like another plane of existence, oh. not like outer space. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, because we touched on that just briefly, that Grandpa Tincher seemed to get better while he was there a little bit, um, and that it was the fact that whatever was from kind of Fanarin wasn't penetrating to here. He wasn't being affected by, by things, so he, right. he was definitely on another plane there. Why does Grandpa sound kind of like Esten? <laughs> <laughs> so it went away after a while, but it was to emphasize the kind of the madness that comes from the effect of the time magic on his brain that Esten and Grandpa Tincher were kind of suffering from the same thing. Uh, and so for me, it was just that lilt, that pitch was part of being lost in your own thoughts and disconnected from time. So that was something I wanted to build in there. Can you re-explain why GPT got caught in DW, ASAP, <laughs> PDQ, at KFC? I assume GPT is Grandpa Tincture. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so essentially his understanding of it is that he came here and he stayed too long before realizing that the time affected his body and his mind in real time in this world. Uh, and so by the time he made that realization, if he were to go back, he he would he would perish from it. Um, but he also, and this is not something he actually got to talk about, he didn't have a portal to go back. He doesn't know why, and he never got any of the messages that were sent, but he never talked about having a way to get back. Ooh, that's a good point. And you all know that he had, you know, gone to other places before. Noelle told you that, you know, she said that he went in and never came back, but you also found Noelle shut down. Right. Oh, okay. All right. The party was pretty forcibly split due to the Iron Striders, Esten's Trap, and a bomb. Did you plan for it to go a lot differently since the party almost immediately regrouped? <laughs> 
Yeah. So I, you know, I never know how to plan for any of the things directionally that you guys do. And I assumed once you split, you were all split up for a very long time. I was super impressed how you all got back together. I never imagined you would get back together until maybe the very end. So it was very impressive the way you all kind of stumbled back into each other's stories. (laughs) Yeah, I fully expected to not in particular to not see tj for a long time yeah and i assumed that whatever jake was doing like sort of in character i assumed whatever jake was doing he would find his way back first and so obviously that didn't happen yeah and i'll admit that i was ready to go all the way to the dwarven uh mountain and everything and then you put those colossi in my way and i thought oh this is one of those things where rev is trying to like you know put a message into there to tell me to go back and that's what i thought why would i tell you to go back i I tried to send you there but they were so big and dangerous and i thought no i should probably just hang out with my friends you know the famous video game logic that like when you encounter enemies it means that you're going the wrong direction you need to turn back yeah oh yeah it means you need to go you know back to level up you know uh farm more experience (laughs) (laughs) um you know and i think what tj says there actually points out a huge part of the split is that those Goliaths were a fail result. That was not something that I had planned to be there. You know, I've talked about how whenever fails happen, it it changes the world here. And that was exactly what happened with the really the entirety of this party split. If you ask me like, oh, how do you think this is going to go from the moment that we meet Honan's sister? I assume the three of you go to the dwarven place. And you deal with that problem. And so the party split there. I was like, oh, okay, well. But then uh, the two of you splitting up and Tass putting himself into a meditative state for four hours. um, And then Jake's failed role inside of uh, the museum. I knew that Esten had a connection to this place. But Nari had a connection to this place. And like, yeah, that stuff was there to find if you had all gone to the museum. But the fail made it so that he was there and it was active. So, yeah, I had no plan to try to get you all back together. And when the party split happened, I was like, oh, my God, this is awful. And I love it. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, there was there was not a planned split. And it was also not a plan to get everybody back together. The three of you guys kind of all stumbled into both of them in very beautiful ways. (laughs) TJ really did fail his way back down that hallway. (laughs) He sure did. The team seemed to be in a no win situation at the end. What happened, or did you plan it that way? No, not at all planned that way. It was a rough situation at the end, um, but you all have encountered a person before with this necklace and found a way to to get around their site. I said before we can talk about some spoiler stuff because this world's kind of closed off now. There were a couple things that I had specifically put in locations that could help you deal with the necklace. Having gotten to to Grandpa sooner and talking to him and, and getting him to a better mental place so he could teach you some of the time magic that, that he had learned would have allowed you to maybe do some kind of a counter spell. TJ's sister's gauntlet, you know, one hit from that undoes the magic of anything um, but that was lost down in the tunnel. And then Esten, of course. I never in my wildest dreams imagined that Jake would get Esten onto his side. <laughs> um, but but Esten had ways to counteract that. Um, but Jake made the, the smart move to destroy Esten once he got him to trust him so that it wasn't a problem in the future. Yeah. So that, that's just a, a handful of things that were there to, to help deal with that final situation. And, and also to just... flushed them down the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> 
And then also, too, part of it was just the timing. It's so weird to talk about things in retrospect because you don't have any choice but to do the things that happened. That's why you do them. Um, but even making that decision after you rescue Grandpa to sleep for a night, that was a very pivotal 12 hours with Colvar skulking around Benari's place and finding out what was going on. Um, you know, you guys had just missed Colvar checking in, essentially. Oh, wow. Um, he, he was set to check in right before the writers would show up to take to take Grandpa away. Um, and since all of those things kind of happened in that series of that long series of fails uh, with the sandstorm and the Formians and all that stuff, um, that timeline kind of kind of got bumped forward. Yeah, we sure did let a guy get back and say, hey, we don't have him. <laughs> yeah. And so then that put Benari on alert and that's what got Colvar found. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there were a handful of things that could have been done. There's even one thing that could have been done very similar to what you all did to Strom that would have been enough to to stop Benari, but would have been not a great idea for you. Um, but if you had presented the thing that, that they had been hunting for, that Benari and Grigori were looking for, that piece of paper that Grandpa had. Oof. Like the presentation of that would have been enough to, um, like the bow and arrow, knock Benari out of that time frame because this is something that's kind of hidden from time so it would have been something he had not seen coming oh nice oh yeah it just seems like especially the latter half of this run it was either a series of very critical moment fails that seemed like oh this is a wacky little fail in this moment but had a much bigger scope or a decision that helped us a ton in the moment but we couldn't see it yeah. just got built up on us much much bigger and more devastatingly than i think we realized yeah and those little fails always came in like a run of seemed like four or five or six of them (laughs) and they were all about the time you got to dealing with isolation yeah yeah i'm thinking about getting weighted dice for my birthday (laughs) so yes absolutely no no win situations i i've said this to them before off mic like i would never put you in a place where you can't get out of it even having lost the things that i had intentionally planned there were still things could have taken benari out of it um even just you know once the kind of the rules even of the fight were revealed what kind of hits he was willing to take from you versus what he would actively work to stop and and not let happen and then be out of that cycle. Can you reveal the other predicted fight turns for the big battle? Oh. Okay, so the the moves in the envelope. Uh, So no, I can't because we've talked about this before that we record and, um, you know, the episodes get broken up a little differently. Originally, the episode ended with the reveal of the necklace of the North Winds. And so I was going to make them that night before we recorded again. Um, But then they all came back in and just kind of chatting about what it was they thought they were going to do when they came back and the conversation of, oh, you know what? I think we might we might go back to Nottermore. And so at the time, I just didn't write them out because I didn't want to, honestly, didn't want to spend time trying to pick the thoughts out of your heads of what your next moves were going to be unless I had to. So, But I knew that really once the kind of game was revealed, it would all be a whole new experience after that. Like once it was like, okay, I've tried to guess your moves. It's obviously going to, you guys are going to come to the combat with a different energy now trying to, you know, to outwit him. So, uh, so yeah, I did not actually write them out yet because there was a break right at that point. Uh, and then when we came back, they had decided to to leave. So Nice. Is discern realities the appropriate role to discern if Landara was flirting with Jake? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> 
I, uh, I don't think, listen, one of the big rules of Powered by the Apocalypse is if it is obvious information or if there is no ramification of the fail, there's no roll. <laughs> so you don't have to roll to know that. <laughs> I, I don't know why, but absolutely, Landara was flirting with Jake. I got this question from multiple listeners. <laughs> I just want to throw that out there. I've, I've said it before and I'll say it again. You and I just need to stop having such electric sexual <laughs> chemistry <laughs> at this table. <laughs> They're always yeah. like eyes affixed to each other. It's it's really strange. Yeah. Well, they are facing each other. It's true. <laughs> oh, all right. Oh, before I ask this question, I have a question, and the question is please. So let me hit the question. Mm. Is it possible that NPCs from Dungeon World will show up again? Please. It's you know what? Nothing is impossible. <laughs> That's the answer. Just in the world you in get general. As a kid, you know? You're like, can I have this toy? Uh, Nothing's impossible. I don't want to leave. I don't want to say no because as soon as I do, you guys are going to figure out some way to sneak back into Dungeon World or like bring people from Dungeon World. And I will say too, we talked about this earlier in the intro, but in Dragon Stew, you've got three hours of Trog there. That's true. Um, you know, we put out a little audio teaser of it. Uh, I play Trog in Dragon Stew, so and it could be similar too that you know, like with Esten, like with Baba Yaga. You might see some of these characters again, just other versions of them in other worlds that you may travel to. Nice. And then is there anything that you all wish you would have found out more about or uncovered in that world before leaving it? Uh, mine kind of jumps back to Benari and that whole fight is I just, oh, I just hate love that necklace so much. And part of me the whole time goes, if I have a necklace like this, I'm going to show off with it once or twice knowing they probably beat my ass, but I'm trying to scare them down from doing anything else. Like that's my theory on what happened is he watched it not necessarily go great, which is why he addressed having it. And that like that was kind of his gambit to make us fuck off. I remember when you guys got back, this happened off mic. Um, but when when grandpa was like, oh, yeah, I know something about that necklace. I think it was Jake that was like, I was waiting for you to say, oh, yeah, I drained the magic from that necklace <laughs> to try oh, to yeah. do some of my research. <laughs> and then I was going to quit and walk away forever. <laughs> I was like, oh, God, that would have been brutal if, like, Grandpa just been, oh, yeah, I know that. I, I drained all the magic from it so I could <laughs> I could study more time. Why? What about it? And just, like, pie face everybody. <laughs> <laughs> um, in the Dungeon World uh, book, there is the ability to purchase for one million gold coins a very nice castle would you have allowed us to eventually get to that point oh yeah the I, end okay <laughs> i just I, make it sure All also right. if i think if you had won the iron striders there was a really nice fortress that would have been yours damn it <laughs> can we re redo redo i i have a question yes how many of the rewards for going the iron striders route have you added after the fact just to piss tj clean off <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. He had a fortress. He would have had an army. Oh, man. Benari would have had a heart attack just seeing it in the paper. He wouldn't yeah. have been a threat anymore. Yeah. Right. Uh, were there any other magic items along the way that either we missed out on or that you considered dropping in and didn't? There's really only one that I can think of off the top of my head. I, I love magic items. I love making them. Um, so if there was a chance for them to be missed, I kind of go by the dungeon world rule of I don't necessarily put a specific item in a specific chest in a specific room. I have empty rooms that can then be filled in as the story goes on. Um, but everybody involved, this is going to go back to what Jake's other question was, uh, but everybody involved in the fight to take control of the Iron Striders had a, a magical weapon. You know, TJ had his belt, his sister had the gauntlet, uh, and Aaron had 
a shield that had three charges in it that you could use each day. So three times a day, the shield kind of float is the best word I can use it. It looks like it's on your forearm, but it's actually floating there. And you could spend one of those three charges to turn a mixed success on a hack and slash into a full success. So it would kind of hover to move to block the hit. Oh, nice. Yeah. Any other final questions before we move away from Dungeon World? Can I ask you all in the audience a question? Yes, but they won't be able to respond. Uh, well, I mean, they might anyway. Okay, after, after Tass asks his question, if you have an answer, wherever you are right now, yell it aloud. Yeah. <laughs> in the subway. At work. In Walmart. In a but, bathroom at your friend's house. This will be easy because it's just a yes or no question. Can I ask you all to join me in a small retcon, the, like the one and only after the fact retcon that I would ever request in a storytelling podcast mm-hmm. is, you know, we build the lore from, you know, these moves like we were literally building how this world works as we went. And very early on, before we knew some critical information, I started saying that all of the creatures that Wolf has turned into had that blue tint to it, and then found out that blue was for dexterity, a thing that Wolfus was not. <laughs> Decidedly not. So yeah, maybe it was all, it was green. It was green the whole time. Okay. So everybody vote now, aloud. Oh, close margin. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, early on, if you go back and listen to this arc when Tass is describing all these <laughs> blue-hued animals early on, just they're they're a little more green little, than blue. He's, he's within the margin of error. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you to those of you who submitted questions. Let's get back into the story. Jake, you open your eyes and you see the ceiling of the subterranean layer, and in one hand is the capsule. In the other hand is this five-inch black metal nail that feels cold to the touch. What are you doing? I'm going to get up out of my bed and figure out where the rest of the crew is. So what did you guys do after you threw this through the portal? I probably just got off of the pad, like just kind of off to the side, because I know that even if it's going to take him a little bit to get to it, for us, it's not going to be very long. Yeah, I'd be getting uh, food ready for Jake to, to return. Okay, so you stand up, and Tass is standing next to the portal, peering inside of it, and TJ is in the kitchen, in the fridge, and Rev is at one of the workstations, and they're all just doing their thing. Uh, I am beelining for the kitchen. Oh my god, I haven't eaten with any reason to eat in so long. I cannot wait to taste again. And as soon as I finish the final piece of bread on this amazing turkey sandwich, I cut it in half and give him half. Oh, yes. I thought you were just going to say, I take a big bite and throw the rest in the garbage. (laughs) (laughs) No. Guys, it worked. Grandpa is in another world. The device worked. We tested it. I think everything's squared away. I managed to squirrel these out, and I will hold up the capsule with the key in it, and this, I'll hold up the nail, was given to me by death himself on the way out. Why? To kill Koshay. Oh, shit. How are you supposed to kill death with a nail it is a nail that was pulled directly from the black gate which means nothing to you i realize i was trying to sound impressive do you want me to react wait tell me what the black gate is it is the gate you pass through into the afterlife okay now say that again it was pulled directly from the black gate oh shit yeah that's what i wanted there we go uh so whatever it is it's magical clearly heavily because it was able to come through with me he said that if we drive it into his heart He'll die, and the gods will come back. It will restore balance. Well, that's pretty awesome. Um, 
I could probably make like a nail gun that we could use and it could shoot the nail, but you'd only get one shot, obviously. I mean, I'm no good with guns anyway. I think I'd be just as well off trying to punch it into his heart. My big question is, how do we even find him? Absolutely no idea. Hell, that might be a question for our Baba. So what's the what's the plan now? Beyond that, I mean, we can definitely put that on the itinerary, but like, do we have any things we need to do right this second? I mean, we certainly have a few things to talk over with the information we have now. Such as? Well, I mean, the big one is we have to discuss where we think Nash is going next and why, or how to figure out where he's going next. Uh, I think I'm in this moment very specifically like positioning myself so that just these two are seeing my eyes dart over to Rev. (laughs) Okay. And I wink. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Uh, It's good to see us back to normal. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, um, speaking of, I've learned a couple of things while I was still there. One leaf survived. Oh. He had a magic hat that turns into a boat. (laughs) Yeah. So he's good and somewhere in the world. Uh, Lovely. I also found out... Benari spun the tale of our intrusion to justify the killing of three people. So whatever they did, they killed three people and claimed that it was us when we intruded. And it was Nyx and the paladin from the bar, whose name was Danthor, and whoever ended up taking control of the Iron Striders instead of you, a guy named Arryn. Shit. I didn't figure out what they did. Or why it was those three. It makes me wonder if they were part of the ritual that Nash was doing. Yeah, I I think that's definitely accurate. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. We were so close. Damn it. Yeah, I don't know that there's anything we can do with that. It just is something I picked up. I also might have turned Landara into a vigilante, which is pretty cool. (laughs) Okay. And we'll never know. Yeah. Yeah, I, I tried to go back through myself and... It's like something stepped in the way. I got body blocked. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Uh, how do we go somewhere to talk about Rev? <laughs> this would be like if us in this room right now decided to have a conversation about Rev. You know, I, I haven't really had any contact, but it may be worth it if we just go talk to Margaret, like check in and tell her about James and and tell her about the whole thing. I think that's certainly worth a sit down instead of a phone call. Oh, it'll be good to drive again. Yeah. Let's go get in the car and go talk to the agency. Okay. Yeah. Um, Rev, it may not hurt to go ahead and shut this down. Oh, yeah. I mean, if it doesn't work, if you can't go back there, there's no point in leaving it on. Right. Especially if I, I just still don't know how it works. If something from there tries to come through or if they even can but may not hurt to take away that choice all right and he goes over to the control panel and starts to power it all down uh is there anything you need down here while we're out like more groceries anything i mean i wouldn't turn down the more groceries tj just ate all my turkey (laughs) 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 he scooby-dooed his way through my fridge (laughs) made the largest dagwood sandwich ever yeah we'll just kind of take stock and get stuff we need and check in with margaret Uh, you know i can't imagine we'll be gone long and the three of you head out to ipt margaret is there she is in her office jingles is actually with her they're having a conversation hey how's it going oh not too bad how are you okay we've been through a hell of a few weeks even though it's only been a couple days for you i guess we found james well where is he he is currently in another world 
long story short, the place that he was, it sort of didn't let him age. And the time discrepancy was enough that he was over there for over a thousand years. And he could see it when the crystals were activated, but he couldn't send anything back. But we found him. He's safe, mostly okay. And uh, the best thing we could come up with is that he realized that if he just tried to come through a portal because of the time discrepancy, he would just waste away the second he was back. So he's trying to do it a little bit at a time. He's trying to go to a world where that time difference between the one he's in now and here is just slightly off. And then another and then another with the hopes that he sort of pressurizes the right way to be back in our world. Oh shit, man, that's some like sci-fi channel stuff. Yeah, right? Says the robot elf. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's messed up. Like time just weighing on you and like waiting to sucker punch you when you walk back in your planet. That's fucked up, man. <laughs> it, it really is. It's the is. story of our lives, Jingles. Story of our lives. Man, I missed you. <laughs> we missed you too, buddy. Um, Yeah, so we don't know how soon, but we're hoping he'll be back. He looked exactly the same way that he did, uh, you know, in the pictures that y'all showed us of when he went missing. But he'd lived for a thousand years there. Or, yeah, a little more. Well, he was always an explorer, so hopefully he finds his way back. Yeah, and whatever Nash did on the other side, looks like he succeeded. We still can't get a beat on exactly what he's doing, but we couldn't stop it. Hmm. Well, nothing to be done except keep looking, I suppose. Any updates from the last couple of days? No, we've just been getting everyone into their new positions, and Jingles has been working to integrate himself with the Noel system to make sure that everything is running correctly and that all the agents out in the field have what they need. So it's really just been a time of rebuilding. It's I realize a lot of time has passed for all of you, but for us it's just been a couple of days since we got the satellites back in the air. Yeah, well, we're going to get back out there and see what we can find, I guess. Yeah, keep me updated. Absolutely. All right, boys, where do we want to go to talk? I mean, here is fine. Somewhere. Let's go sit in the lobby or something. All right. The three of you head into the lobby and take a seat. All right. So we have no context. So how do we approach this? He's not what he appears to be. Like, what? what is that? Is that exactly what it said? It said, Rev isn't who he seems. I feel like last time we talked about this, we determined that it was going to be a conversation, didn't we? Yeah. I just don't know how to approach it, I guess. I think we should go back with groceries and be friends and bring it up. Whoever he is, he's been doing us hella favors for a good long while here, so he's earned the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. So let's go to Kroger. All right, let's go. All right, so you three head out to get groceries and you head back to the subterranean lair. Do you get anything particularly good? I think we do. I mean, something to celebrate that this chapter is closed. Lots of treats. We're going to just indulge tonight. Some of that sparkling grape juice? Definitely some of that. The red or the white? Both. Yeah. In a fountain. <laughs> yes. In two fountains that, that end in the same pool. Yeah. So you can just kind of go stick your mouth under it and get hit by both. <laughs> so you carry the hull down into the subterranean layer. Oh, is it uh, treat yourself night? <laughs> it, it is. Two of us for the last however long haven't eaten like this side of the portal or the other. It's just bizarre. It's time to party. Yeah. I haven't seen the sun in months. <laughs> oh, buddy. 
that was not like a uh, like in, a might strife is worse than yeah yours. yeah that was not like an insanity tilt it, it was just more so like oh i've been you know i don't want to leave the portal like what if something goes through so do you want to go for a walk let's go like eat on the roof of the ipt or something no, or let's, let's go, go to, to the canal picnic. or something yeah last time we took him out he got clubbed on the head and taken to florida oh that's true i guess i was outside recently the knock on the head made me forget <laughs> That's right. I was in a bag. Oh, God. And then I fell from the sky. I don't want to go outside. <laughs> yeah, uh, again. I'm glad we're eating here. <laughs> so I think we just go into this whole thing of making some food and sitting around and talking and even telling him about what all we went through. I think he's probably gotten a little bit of that from TJ and I over the last couple of days anyway, but kind of more bullet points as we have been antsy and like waiting to make sure that Jake's going to get back safely and all that. So this is probably more of the info dump. So you eat and you chat. I think the three of you kind of decompress at the same time that you are being debriefed about what has happened. Um yeah, I think once we get to like the end of eating and it's just kind of hanging out instead, I'd wait until there was some, you know, like break in the conversation, like some lull. Hey, Rev. Yeah. Um, I don't really know how to do this. There's something, there's a conversation that the four of us need to have. Uh, after the whole thing in Florida, Damien gave us a, a note, a slip of paper, and he told us not to open it until we got back over there. And when we did, it said verbatim, Rev isn't who he seems. What does that mean? I was hoping you could tell me. Ah, uh, oh God. Hey. This is not. Hold on. Our lives have been in your hands for so long and in so many different circumstances that we can't not trust you. So we don't know what this means. So, you know, tell us whatever you think that this means without fear of repercussion, because if this were something awful, you could have dealt with us any way you wanted in any number of situations. I mean, look at this. This isn't fake. Like, we're we're not putting this on. We're not, like, sitting around and eating food and stuff and trying to, like, fake chill here. We're cool. Oh, um, so this is, I guess I don't know how I imagined it would ever come up. Um, I'm not the Rev of your world. I knew it. I knew it. Oh, God, I knew it. Slip TJ at 20. Yes. <laughs> like, not in mind anyway this is his body and i'm in it so somehow you're doing what we just did yeah kind of what do you mean by that um i think it's probably easier just to show you and he stands up and takes a couple steps away and holds one hand up towards the wall and starts to make a couple of gestures and you've seen this effect before it is when he peers into another time and place. And you see this image that almost looks like you're looking at it through a few feet of water. There's just a little waviness to it. And you see the three of you standing on a floating patch of grass. TJ's leaning over the edge of it, looking under it, and Tass and Jake are looking around towards this non-existent sky. And there is a three-story metal house behind you. And TJ gets up, and you all start to go inside. And as you do, Tass gestures to TJ to leave the door open, which he does. And then the point of view that you're seeing this from rushes towards the building, into the open door, then turns and closes it. And the image vanishes, and he turns back around. Does that look familiar to anyone? Yeah, it sure does. So I was lost. I was cast out of my body. And my mind was, I thought, lost forever. I was, I was conscious. 
I was aware and there was nowhere to go because my body was not my own. And then I realized that I could somehow see the other versions of myself that existed across different realities. And I, I, I don't know a better way to say it, but when you left the door open to this Rev's brain, I saw my chance and I went inside and I closed myself in. Well, shit. Where did you come from? It's a world so close to this one. I honestly think it's why there wasn't a step missed in talking with you guys. But my world, things turned out different. I've been trying to peek in at it to see what all has changed. And that night at the Halifax, you weren't able to save me. And the world changed drastically from there. The soul bat grew so powerful and... I, I can't even I can't even think how to, to tell the whole story, but it is a danger that keeps growing. Oh, man. I think I get a little bit of a shiver down my spine because that sounds horrible. Is it still like running off of you over there? Yeah, I am. I'm the host body like it has taken others, but I was the first. People are still fighting back, but it's not a fight they're winning because they don't know what to do. And so I thought that if I thought that if I proved myself useful and along the same lines as your rev, that maybe I could talk you into going there and trying to save my world. The three of you are still alive there. If you went there, you would go into your own bodies, but you're so different there. But come on, you could have told us this from word one, from minute one. Yeah, I just... Someone came to me and was like, hey, I'm, I'm your buddy. And at some point, I forcibly took over his body. Uh, yeah, no, I get it. Where is our Rev's mind now, if you're in there? It's in here. It's just compartmentalized. He's not hurting, is he? It's like he's asleep. Well, hell, this wasn't exactly on the itinerary, but we also don't exactly have an itinerary. I don't know. What do you think, guys? I mean, if we head that way and we throw that piece of paper through, doesn't cost us anything. Nash is home, right? Yeah, if death let you through, I assume he has to be. Unless he's already moved on to the next thing, but in a couple of days, I, I would doubt it. How do we get to your world? I've got the code for it. <laughs> All right, let's go save a world, huh? Yeah, sounds like fun to me. And he goes over and starts inputting information into the control panel for the teleporter. As I get this all set up, I'll give you guys a little bit of what I know from the world after glancing through, because it's going to be way different than what you have experienced here, I think. It's it's gotten pretty ugly. So where are we supposed to find this thing? As far as I know, it's still at the Halifax. Like, it is many other places, too, but I think that the original one is still in the Halifax, that it is somehow linked to that place. So this thing is clearly going to be stronger than when it started. Yeah, and it's got others like it's taken others, and so there are not just the little piles of goo that you fought before, but there are other people engulfed by the soul bats that they have multiplied. God, like, I just can't imagine figuring out a way to fight this. Like, what happened? What went wrong to make it be something that we couldn't take out? I don't really know how to describe it. Um, You know when you have that feeling that something isn't going to go your way, and then just suddenly it does. Like, okay, okay, so those necklaces that we all have, the Willem's fortune, you know, when something goes wrong, something about that activates, and it makes it go right. Yeah. 
our world used to be that way. And then in the midst of dealing with the soul bat, it wasn't like that force just didn't exist anymore. And it was hours after you came in to try to rescue me. Shit. We go through what then? Like if we're going to be waking up in these other versions of ourselves, where are they? Where will we be? Anything, anything you can give me here, man. It's hard to say exactly where you'll be. I've looked back at the world to see what happened next. And the events of that night, it it changed all of you. And he stops working and looks at you, Tass. That night, after you lost Rev, it changed you and you broke away from the group, Tass. You are out just killing any soul bat you can find in the hopes that at some point you'll kill enough of them to make up for what was lost. Oof. And Jake and TJ, they tried to go on without you, but without everybody there, Jake, you didn't pass the trial of the divine and you were stripped of your powers and you became a vampire. That's what was left. And so the last I saw of you, you were in Hawaii and you'd formed a kind of trio with Ori and Rachel and TJ, you were trying to make up for the loss of that magical knowledge that I had. And so you went This sounds ridiculous, but you are in Ireland in this ramshackle house learning magic from Siobhan. And so I don't know where you'll be exactly, but I don't think this is going to be like what you just experienced. I think you're going to go into these bodies. Just be careful. There could be pushback like you are in there with you, but it's very different use. All right. That makes it tough because we're going to have to find each other or somehow figure out a way just to communicate, you know, meet up back in Indy if we have to hit the Halifax anyway. Oh, yeah, if you like, even if you don't find each other, if you just pick a, a time and a day to to meet up. Yeah. Uh, so you said it's taken over. What do you mean? Is it like everywhere? It has not spread past the United States yet, but it is a significant chunk of the United States. There are small pockets of people who can fight it off. So what does that look like? Like, are they literally all soul bat covered, just just like what we saw here? No. Once it is bonded to you, once that initial 24 hours pass, you can kind of, I guess, camouflage it, make it transparent so you just look like you. God. Do we think our plan here is to storm the Halifax, right? If that's where the Alpha is, then that's the one we probably need to shut down at, at the very least first. And maybe it's like the Avengers, you know, where all the minions just go down the instant that the brain goes down. Also, maybe not. But regardless, we want to take out the power supply. Yeah. Right? We, I... want, we want to take out the core first, even if we then have to go after the little ones. Yeah. Yeah. 100% agree. So what does it look like, the Halifax? Did we burn it to the ground in your world? Like, is it is it rubble, but still able to be gone inside of or is it just a fully intact healthy building oh yeah it's just a building well burning it to the ground did some stuff last time so maybe we burn it to the ground well we technically i think did that after we destroyed the soul bat fair one way or another we have to find that tether which i assume is the same thing but i bet he doesn't just have it tossed in a locker we know what hurts it we know that light sucks if it's bright enough we know we have to find this tether which isn't going to be just in a locker somewhere especially now that it is legion yeah but probably still close yeah because it would want to guard its heart (laughs) 
Yeah, so what do they say? The most fortified spot usually is the one holding the things you want. Is that what they say? They do. They say that exactly like that. <laughs> Who says these things? Them. Sun Tzu. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's only so much planning we can do on this side. We don't know the landscape of what all has changed, who has been taken. I mean, allies here could be anything there. So what? I mean, we jump back through. We have to figure out how to find each other. We check our Rolodexes, see if that's even possible to kind of talk with ourselves and see who can help and what we can do. Yeah. I mean, I guess if we could remember things from the bodies of Fanarin, then hopefully we can remember things from ourselves over there. And I think that's where it might get dangerous. If you try to access the memories, that's when that other personality, if it doesn't like what you're doing, may try to fight back. Like if you're digging around in the brain. Oh, we're opening the door. Yeah. Okay. So we'll go over there. Step one, meet up so that we can kind of hold each other accountable in case we do lose control to the other us. Yeah. You know, it, it would suck if we got there and I tried to remember something and immediately lost control and other me knew what was up and took a plane to the Arctic or something like just to get away from it. Yeah. We got to get together so that we can hold each other responsible. What condition is IPT in? Scattered. Like the few groups of resistance that are still in the United States. There's most likely a former IPT member running that little hideout. What condition is the building itself in? You know, I don't know. I imagine not good. I saw that IPT has been scattered, and I assume that you would have to storm that building to get that to happen, or else that's where they'd be holed up. Yeah. Okay, so maybe we don't try to rendezvous there. Or maybe we, well, I want to know what happened to it, but I don't want to count on being able to meet up there and finding out that it's not an option, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think us would know. <laughs> but we still don't want to try to access that before we're together. Sure. Maybe we should meet up in the sewer. I know it won't actually be TJ's lair, but we know where it is. It's a place we could all find. That's a good point. Yeah, that'd be good. Uh, though it will be dark, might be just the kind of place the Sobat wants to be. I mean, that's a good point, but I feel like the odds of it being in the only patch of sewer that we happen to want to go to are hopefully pretty slim. Because in that world, that this patch of sewer, like just around us, has no significance to anyone. So maybe that, maybe this is what we aim for. We come here. With what we know, good a plan as any. And plan B, the steak and shake by Rev's place. All right. Plan B is the steak and shake by Rev's house. Yeah, there's probably not a lot of fast food workers in the Soulbat Nation. <laughs> I'm in the kitchen firing up the flat top <laughs> and just cooking my own burgers as we talk. I guess the last kind of big question here is who takes the the paper Ooh. that'll get us back with in, in no time. Not me, I think, for sure. I feel like it should go to whoever's other self is going to be the most on board with this plan. And I, it, if I'm a vampire over there, it's sure not going to be me. Damn. Um, I'm split here from this little bit of a explanation of me. It sounds like his opinion would be, hell yeah, let's do the thing. But it sounds like some serious Frank Castle vibes. I feel like if I'm going to have to shut him down, it's going to be letting him shoot through everybody taken by a soul bat to get to the goal, which I assume we want to try to avoid if we possibly can. 
So I don't, I still think there's going to be some struggle bussing with me. What about TJ then? Yeah, it seems like I'm still on the path of trying to set things right. Yeah, other TJ is still out there like trying to fix this. And it sounds like other me is out there hiding from it. And other Tass is out there just wrecking house. Yeah. But other TJ is still out there trying to save the day. I guess I will hand it over to TJ. When do we leave? Let me get to work on it. Um, And I think now that you have all decided to go on this, if anybody has any beginning of mystery moves, you can use those now. Oh, yeah, I absolutely do. Ten. So as this vision washes over you, the evening at the Halifax plays out before you. You get glimpses of you and TJ and Jake in the darkness fighting against the Soul Bat's minions. And you hear shattering glass and breaking bulbs. And then you see the soul bat itself, and it is just savaging the three of you. And at one point, you see yourself break away from the fight and run behind a counter in the lobby, and you drag a body out from behind it. And Jake and TJ are covering you so you can make it out of the building, and they follow very close behind you. And you all run across the street, and you get into your car and start to speed away. And we see in the fourth seat is Rev. His eyes are blank and blood is coming from his nose and his ears. And you look back in the rearview mirror and standing in the doorway of the Halifax is the soul bat watching you drive away. Uh, I think this vision clears, you know, while Rev is doing all this stuff, I'm not sure if he's paying attention, but I think these two can clearly see me very concerned. Can I try to look at him and open up my sight? Roll investigate a mystery. I'm using luck. I just, <laughs> I just rolled snake eyes and I cannot fail this. All right. So mark off your point of luck and you get a hold too. What is being concealed here? So as you look at Rev and you open your third eye, you can see him on a magical level, like seeing a photo negative layered over your vision. You can see the magical outline. Like when you look at Jake, you see... Jake, but in swirling colors. When you look at TJ, you see TJ, but in swirling colors. When you look at Rev, you can see that Rev is there, but he's very small, almost compressed. And the rest of the form that you see magically is Gregory Nash. The Crit Show is a Crit Show Studios production, edited and produced by Brandon Wentz with music by Jake Purley. You can find more information about us at thecritshowpodcast.com. To keep up to date with upcoming live shows, contests, and other special events, follow us at The Crit Show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For even more weekly content, join us at patreon.com slash thecritshow. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Greetings, people of Earth. My name is Schmo Brannigan. I have hacked into this RSS feed with a promotional feature for the Wizard Scroll podcast, transcribing in 3, 2, 1. Hold on, let me unfurl this Wizard Scroll real quick. 
went out of Baba Bowie. nowhere, ten humongous scorpions had surrounded the campsite. Tails outstretched. Hello, welcome to McDonald's. Uh, can I get take your order? As he says, what are you going to get? I don't know what I want. I'm going to get the double, uh, triple, uh, lobster. Oh, I'll take one too. Two McLobsters. As if on cue, the camera panned upwards directing everyone's attention towards the giant hot air balloon presently taking a pass over the stadium. Holy mother of sassafras, it's Gargo the Destroyer! Leaping into the frame from 420 feet there without a parachute! How are you liking those wizard legs, kids? They're wizard-tastic! Part of a bounce practice. The Wizard Scroll is available on iTunes, Spotify, Audible, and wherever else fine podcasts are found. This concludes today's promotional feature.